that's also the moment as well. If you if you stay to the bitter end when everybody's had Chuck and Eric's then it's like, oh well then is there some other exciting thing happening? Is someone having a party? Is there somewhere else to go? That's sometimes when you you might have to if you're wanting to then pluck up the courage to chat to people. Hello, I am Kay Anderson, and you are listening to Lost Spaces, the podcast that mourns the death of queer nightlife. Every episode, I talk to a different person about a venue from their past, the memories they created there, and the people that they used to know. This week, I am joined by my previous guest, Ven Smith, a singer-songwriter who writes unashamed pop with a strong message. When we last met, we talked about his student days in Edinburgh, but this time we jumped forward a few years to his early days in London and his experiences at the East London basement bar, East Block, which closed in 2018. So why don't we start off by reading the online reviews? So I've gone on to Foursquare where a bunch of people have put um, their reviews and I'm going to read them out. And you let me know uh, whether you agree with with what they've said or whether it sparks any memories. So Alice uh, said in 2016, it used to be the most amazing gay club in London, full of queens and freaks. Up until 2013... I've been lately and it hurts to see how much it's turned into shit. Music is awful, nights are boring. What do you uh, reckon wait. about what Alice has to say? <laughs> wait, when when did they say that? 2016. 2016, yeah. So that was basically when I started going there. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't comment. I had a good time from so fuck 2016 Alice, onwards. Yeah? Okay. yeah, well, maybe maybe it was better before. But I feel that everybody always says that right like whenever you find somewhere and then someone's like oh oh yeah it used to be so much better like years ago <laughs> and you're like well i'm having a nice time so <laughs> <laughs> well yeah thanks for pissing on my parade yeah um, exactly so so now john uh in 2014 john john's a bit of a smart aleck john says pertains to be like a berlin nightclub but is nothing like <laughs> one drinks are painfully expensive cash only so okay, what do you reckon well, about what John has to say? I mean, you know, these people, come on, it's fun. I don't remember the drinks being expensive, uh, personally. Um, cash only. Maybe, maybe so. Again, <laughs> not much of a recollection of it. Um, so Russell B says, it's small, it's dirty, it's sweaty. If you are off your nut, it's great. No attitude, place to dance. Well, there you go. That's what my experience of it is as well. <laughs> um, it is quite grotty and dirty, and um, but I enjoyed the no attitudes. And it's a place to dance. That's the thing that I loved about it most. It's, a, like, it's, it's not a bar. Like You wouldn't go there to chat and have nice drinks it's literally a can of red stripe <laughs> situation and yes quite a lot of people probably are uh, enjoying themselves uh through other ways <laughs> as well i would say through other ways uh, what do you mean like interpretive and dance by drugs 
Okay. <laughs> and darts, yeah. There was a dart room. Um, <laughs> dart room, not dark room. A dart um, room? <laughs> no, there wasn't. That's oh, just, <laughs> just that joke. So just the Scottishness uh, coming out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So, was, so just uh, side note, have you ever watched darts on TV? Um, I have, actually. Um, like, somehow, by accident. And but, like, who enjoys it? Well, I don't know, but the audience, like, they go wild. I find it really strange. Mm. But, I, I mean, I guess I feel that way about most sports. Anyway, so you started going in 2016-ish, or after 2016. Yeah, so when it turned shit, I... <laughs> <don't think. laughs> um, yeah, I think I was only... So this is... Mm, so maybe a year or so, maybe a little bit longer into my moving to London. Um, so I had, I feel like I'd got gotten used to London a little bit. I was first living in like New Cross area, but I think I'd not long moved from there um, up to Stoke Newington, um, which is when I would have first gone to East Block. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to ask um, a really, really annoying question. Yeah. Why did you move to London? Hmm. <laughs> uh, not an annoying question. Always oh, it is. Annoying. It is. How do you answer? How do you answer that? Like, well, uh, a relationship at the time, which. Oh, was, okay. That's how you answer it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> so we, we moved together. I moved with my boyfriend. He got work in London. Uh, like a transfer of his work and then I think basically though it was a bit of a plaster of a relationship um so we thought well maybe this will help let's move to London and then we promptly broke up three months later so <laughs> oh and so were you in the same flat yeah yeah we moved oh. so we were living together and then moved to the same flat or a flat in London yeah and mm. London brought out the best of you uh, yeah yeah exactly sort of yeah you know i made it that relationship unravel um sort of i guess yeah not too not too many months but hey we both still live in london so i think london won in the end <laughs> got to keep both of us exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh so you'd moved to stone newington after a year and that's when you first started going to east block yes do you remember the first time you went there um, I think actually that my, unless I've been there once before, but I think my first time was actually my flat warming in my flat in Stoke Newington. Uh -huh. So with my new, uh, flatmate, Carl, who was living with there and, uh, a couple of our friends came over to have some cocktails and, uh, warm up the flat. And then, yeah, then we ended up going to East Block, but was not a good first night because I um, was very, very drunk. Mm. <laughs> um, I So my flatmate was making some delicious cocktail. I can't remember what it was, but it was clearly very, very strong. And I had not known how strong it was until we left. And then I think got an Uber to East Block and I was uh, suddenly very, very drunk and then had to leave <laughs> not long after arriving there. Oh. Um, basically like uh, hanging on the edge of the bar 
<laughs> not being a very good state. Oh, so that's the so story. That that's yeah. The first time <laughs> was not a long visit there. So yeah, it's not a very good first story. <laughs> but I did go back. They allowed me back in, which is good. Okay, so let's put that to one side. Do you remember <laughs> your second time there? <laughs> um, yeah. So then I think there was. Again, I couldn't quite pinpoint an exact second time, but I feel it became a, a, a kind of like a local-ish uh, place where you could go out dancing from where I was in Stoke Newton. So I think there was, um, there was Dawson Superstore um, was a possibility. Um, Vogue Fabrics as well. Uh, the Glory, I guess, was kind of the, right about the same time I just kind of started um I guess it was more kind of performance based and a bit more pubby but in terms of like just going for a dance that opens till kind of three in the morning, maybe sometimes later, that was the place to go. So I think it sort of quickly became, um, not regular. I wasn't going like every week, but definitely was a regular place to kind of go. And yeah, I just, I remember it being, yeah, quite like a, dark and dingy and if you go at the wrong time it's quite empty <laughs> um but then there's like this sort of magic moment where suddenly everybody just seems to arrive and then suddenly you're like in the middle of this packed little club and everybody's just having a, a good old time so when is the wrong time is it just when it's too mm-hmm. early yeah i guess like probably before well definitely before midnight i think um and then it's probably, I don't know, maybe like one, half one is maybe like the, I guess when all the pub, uh, like bars and stuff are kind of kicking out and people are looking for places to go. Um, but yeah, before that, you could kind of be like, oh, this is a bit weird, actually. It's a bit too quiet. But then suddenly it becomes, it becomes filled of bodies. <laughs> uh, and explain to me what the dance floor is like. So there's some really steep stairs. So it's on street level near like kind of around the corner from old street somewhere. I always find it a bit hard to like exactly pinpoint where it was. Um, And like a little smoking bit outside, you have to come back up the stairs to smoke. And then, yeah, some really steep steps going downstairs. And there's a cloakroom. I think it was all red uh, walls. And then you come in, you basically come in, to the bar but it's kind of like the dance floor so you come in and there's like a small kind of bar but then immediately there's a dance floor it's very small there's a dj booth at the other end of the room and then the other end is like a bar and then that's the dance floor in between or the main main room anyway but yeah you pretty much just like come straight into it and there's not really i guess there is a bar area but it's the same room pretty much it's just uh it kind of just becomes the dance floor as well. And then then it's kind of like a little bit of a weird, very small, but kind of like a little bit of a, a rabbit war and there's like different like bits that kind of came off. Um, and so, so what do you think are the main ingredients of a good dance floor? Well, I mean, in terms of like a proper clubbing experience, this is not it. But in terms of a good dance floor that I think is somewhere that you can kind of just go to let loose and you know you're probably going to have a fun night at some point in the evening. 
I feel like small kind of grubby places that are quite dark and kind of there's no other option, I think, is one of the things because the bar was so small and was basically on the dance floor. You kind of, everybody just has to kind of be in that mood and that, um, and what everybody just has to kind of dance because <laughs> you're kind of on the dance floor. If you go to the bar, you're on the dance floor, basically. Um, oh, no, but but doesn't that mean that people are just kind of standing there and kind of begrudgingly swaying rather than getting into it? I don't know, not for not from my experience from that bar. And I know that, yeah, I know that that can kind of be the experience. But I think it kind of, uh, I think if you're into it and you're like, okay, cool, this is what it is, you're into it. And I think quite a lot, I did notice, I remember quite a few times people would come in and then leave. <laughs> like, so I think it did actually cut out quite a lot of people because they realized there's no, there's no real space to like stand and talk. And like, I mean, you can, but um, it's kind of like, okay, you're in here to have a dance basically. And so it kind of like had its own um, sifting, I think, of people. Um, so and I don't know what, I think that is maybe just to do with the way that the space was set up and it's kind of, and I think there's been a few places, like I remember a place in Edinburgh called Garibaldi's, which was not a queer venue, but um, back in my student days, which was, uh, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit, which was basically, again, the downstairs venue and you come in and you're basically on the dance floor. And it was just a place you know you could go and everybody's like-minded in the mood for just having a dance. Um, People have no so choice. Something around that. And I don't know, yeah, I don't know how I... Yeah, it's the energy of it, and I guess once you've been there, you kind of know that that's yeah. Other people are going to be in the same kind of mood, I guess. Mm. So it became, yeah, it just became somewhere that was um, really somewhere that I knew that I could go and have a dance, and also I, um, I would sometimes go there by myself as well, um, for a dance. Not it was never planned, but it would be maybe I'd been out somewhere else or. I don't know, around someone's for dinner or for drinks or something, and I felt that I wanted to keep <laughs> keep the night going, um, and maybe like on the way home, would just pop in for a little biggie, and it felt comfortable for me to do that. Yeah, this is one of the things that I love about um, queer spaces and queer culture is that um, so many people like haven't been able to find their tribe unless they go to a gay bar or a queer bar or whatever. Um, and so mm. it's, it is far more, uh, oh, I don't want to use the word normal cause I hate that word. Uh, uh, it's far less unusual to see someone who's there on their own. Yeah. It's just totally acceptable. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you want it to be, it can kind of be a, a signal that you are, ready to kind of chat to other people and like um maybe other, other people kind of pick up on that yeah do other things as well <laughs> which of course is part of it like, you know go ahead and pull although i don't think i ever really pulled that much there i know surprising, surprising. <laughs> i am um, i have resting bitch face um it just makes it really hard for people to want to start a conversation with me and and then i'm too shy to start conversations myself <laughs> Uh, so it's just tough so just not well this is where somewhere where there's you don't there's no chance for you to have a conversation how are you how are your dance moves oh yeah i mean they are just uh oh god okay. i was gonna say something really outdated then oh i'll just go with it they're on point mm. 
but i think that might be a problem though because i get like i get really into the music and then if someone is trying to hit on me i'm like uh i'm enjoying this song oh. can you leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> well but you know i'm not gonna be okay. able to sing along like... if you uh <laughs> want to stop sorry go away <laughs> interrupting my dancing <laughs> And so what happens to you when you're on your own in a club? Well, um, I mean, I guess you kind of have to, uh, or actually have to be, have to be in the right frame of mind for it as well. Cause it can then also feel quite like depressing if, if <laughs> you, uh, Oh yeah. If you, uh, if you get your hopes well, yeah, up. Yeah. I don't know if you're, yeah. If you get your hopes up or, or yeah, I don't know. Or just you strike and, and then miss maybe, quite a few times. Maybe, yeah. You strike and miss or you just don't even end up talking to anybody or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I think if you, I don't know, I think if you can kind of get over that and kind of just enjoy it, even if it's for a little moment, then um, I think that's quite fun. Um, and uh, so, so you've got, so just, you've got to East Block. You've you've been out for drinks with your friends. You are yeah. on your way home. You're like, nah, I'm going to get off the bus and I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, the place, the dance floor, kind of consumes you at first so you have a little dance you have a little drink do mm-hmm. you then go and make small talk hmm um i i'm not very much of a instigator of small talk i'm not very good at it actually so, so then I how probably... do you look available <laughs> um i probably would sort of uh I don't know, probably, like, probably just like move around and have a little dance. Maybe try and like dance to people who I think would kind of cool. <laughs> I think quite a lot of it is to do with dancing. I think that that is probably my small talk if I'm able with to. With your body. Uh, with my body, yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> if you can like eye contact someone and just have a bit of a boogie and then, then maybe you might see them again at the bar, then at least just, that's a bit of an icebreaker. So you've kind of already had some sort of interaction before instead of just being like hi oh okay <laughs> even say, so your icebreaker you know, is I think, like i liked your moves yeah <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> um yeah I don't, yeah it's a hard one to not, I, well i wouldn't i was gonna say i'd like to watch myself and see what i do i would not like no, to do that no, that's probably you would not no <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what i do it's probably something really weird but sometimes it just happens and then you chat to people and it's fun. But I do, yeah, I can't describe the moves that I have. <laughs> How often does, did it happen to you, like when you pluck up the courage to just talk to a random stranger and then they say, oh, I'm not interested? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's Oh, that's horrible. Because there's no way of coming back from that, that you can't be like, oh, I wasn't hitting on you, I was just making small talk, because then you'll seem pissy. So you just have to be like, okay, well, bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that always, that puts a damn on things. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and then if, like, if it's a really busy club and there's nowhere for you to actually physically go, <laughs> because, like, there's no space <laughs> yeah, anywhere, then you're just like, mm-hmm, I'll just stand here. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's the worst. Uh, you just have to move around or pretend you're just really enjoying dancing by yourself. Yeah, and then and then and then just like you know, as um, fate would have it, you just run into them continually for the rest of the evening as well. 
And then when the lights come on, they're like waiting at the bus stop. <laughs> oh, yes. And you're getting the same bus. Like, oh, da, da, da. Yeah. I'm just really fascinated by my shoes right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so it's happened to you as well. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> That's also the moment as well. If you, if you stay to the bitter end when everybody's had chucking out because then it's like oh well then is there some other exciting thing happening is someone having a party is there somewhere else to go that's sometimes when you you might have to if you're wanting to then pluck up the courage to chat to people so how do you get a sense of that then well i don't know sometimes it's just how you happen to be hanging in the right place in the jacket queue <laughs> and there's people that are chatty that I also I feel it's more I I would get pulled in by someone who's much more outgoing than me. Um, otherwise, I'd probably just get my jacket and be like, oh, oh well. <laughs> so you're so just, just relying on someone to prey someone on you. To me. Yeah, I'm just waiting for someone to talk to me. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for four hours all night. <laughs> um, oh. I don't know. I'm sure there's been occasions where I might have struck up the conversation, but um, I'm definitely more of a Ooh, let's see who's who's got some good vibes and who's having fun. Let's see if they bring me in. Uh, but basically, I'm so also it's very easy to then bring me in. So even if you were just like, "Hi," I'd be like, oh, "Okay, cool." <laughs> and I'd, I'd, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, great." <laughs> like no questions asked. All right, cool. Um, or yeah, I'll dance with you guys in dance floor, and then you're like, "Oh, actually, I think they want me to leave." <laughs> Maybe I should move on. Oh no! <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, you know, I, I don't guess like your moves. Don't wanna, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it can be a bit rusty. <laughs> no, my moves are great. Um, well, you know, you don't want to overstep your mark if people are having like a special friend night, and then you're just like the hanger, the hang, hanger on. Oh, but, have you ever had it when there's like a group of people and then you make out with one of them and then there's another person in that group who actually fancied the person that you're making uh -huh. out with and you've just ruined everything? Oh, you've ruined like the whole setup, the whole yeah. evening. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fun. It's dangers, dangers of kissing on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what, what intricate network you're stepping into. When the lights go on, <laughs> all oh, will be revealed. It's fascinating. Um, so yeah. this, like this after party thing, going to strangers' houses, I never, I was never like much for that. I was always just like, mm, no, it's three o'clock. I'm going to go home. Um, are, are there any stories that stick in your mind? Oh, any stories that stick in my mind? I mean, mostly just very uh, <laughs> drunken. Um, it, you know, ended up like telling your whole life story and having a heart to heart with some randomer that you've just met in some flat somewhere and just feeling like you're having the, the best chat of your life, sitting, having a cigarette on someone's like windowsill. <laughs> um, and I like, but I, I really like those moments. I think they're quite precious. Um, and so. Yeah, I know that's not really a, a tale, but I feel like that's that is kind of that is the tale. I mean, that's predominantly what happens, really. And you just end up talking shit <laughs> to strangers. Yeah, but yeah. like, but um, I don't know. There's something that 
I feel like we all need to do that sometimes. I guess it doesn't always have to be through the medium of drinking lots of alcohol and smoking cigarettes, but there is something about being able to offload onto a stranger and them doing the same for you. And it kind of been like, it doesn't really matter. Um, that's quite nice. So I quite like that. And also just getting to see other people's flats. What to have flat envy or. Yeah. To have flat envy or to be like, Oh, my flat's better than that. <laughs> Mostly though. I'd have flat envy. As well. <laughs> These flats are much nicer. Um, yeah. Then, but then also, you know, sometimes then being like, Oh, actually this is a bit weird. Uh, maybe the, this, there's like someone who's probably slightly odd or has taken it too far. And so you have to kind of be wary of that sometimes. Extricate well. yourself. Often, but yeah. I was always, yeah, cause yeah, I am. Um, oh yeah. It's a bit weird. I've always been sober. So, um, whenever, whenever that, whenever I've gone to like someone's place after the club and, um, like have been hanging out, I've always been the one that's like, should we turn the music down? <laughs> <laughs> Should we like try and respect your neighbors? <laughs> so I don't do too well in those situations because I'm trying to like <laughs> mum, mother everyone. Uh, should, we, should, we, should we be sensible, everyone? That's an important role. Oh, it's an exhausting role. Well, yeah, but I remember someone did maybe come around and um, tell us to turn down the music or something somewhere. And then basically like like we didn't really know whose flat it was that we're in somehow it was so someone obviously had a key but nobody actually lived in this flat that was with us uh so then we all then eventually kind of left and we're like oh because the neighbors complaining and then they locked the cat and like nobody lived there very odd well like, you there. all left wow yeah all left and nobody lived there well, this is the this so, is the other yeah. thing, right? Like, so I do not understand. I mean, this this is an extreme example that you're giving, but I would not bring like ten people back to my flat ever. I just mm. wouldn't do it. Yeah. Ten oh, people yeah, who'd been drinking, always, I'd just be like, "Nah, guys, you're going home." Sorry. No, no, absolutely. I always uh, would be the go somewhere as opposed to come back to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that wouldn't happen. Um, yeah, well, it's just such a well, such a level of trust or that you've... Naivety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, naivety or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That you can just invite these randomers that you've just literally just met who have been drinking and doing who knows what. I mean, that, you know, yeah. I mean, like going back to what you said, it's very generous of those people because it allows that magic to happen. But yes. thankfully, that's never been me. I've never kind of <laughs> woken up to discover... Like uh, my carpets have cigarette butts put out in them, and that my money's been stolen. Um, but but I salute anyone who's ever done that. Yeah, I mean, well, exactly, and yeah, thank you to all those strangers who have chatted to and sat in there on windowsills, bathrooms, and windowsills. <laughs> Have you ever done like when you've uh, like had one of those heart to hearts and then uh, saw that person again, like a few weeks later and they have no recollection of you? <laughs> yeah, that has definitely happened as well. Um, yeah. And uh, that's quite odd, isn't it? Or sort of like, or also if you 
can't quite place them. And then you're suddenly like, <gasps> you suddenly remember that you were just telling them. You maybe you cried. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you shed a tear. <gasps> maybe on, is your childhood dog named Fido and did it have cancer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do I know it was about you? Oh, yeah. Um, and then if you meet them again at the club where it all began as well, maybe that's where, you know, that's quite a nice full circle. It doesn't always happen, but. Yeah, or awkward when they don't want to talk to you. Awkward, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi, hello. You know, you wave and like they don't wave back <laughs> and you pretend you're oh, doing a dance to, me. Or waving to someone <laughs> behind them. Uh, yeah, yeah, going out by yourself is great fun. <laughs> oh, it is wonderful. I used to love like, you know, dancing all night, sweating, getting, you know, getting merry and then when the lights come up and everyone leaves um i was never good at loitering so maybe i should have picked up some tips from you so i never got invited to other people's places but that walk home i just love that walk home yeah no that you're totally right there's something about that and especially if you can walk actually walk home like you don't have yeah, to get yeah. on a bus or Maybe even a short bus, but yeah, if there's yeah, if there's a way that you can walk home, even if it's a longer walk, that's great. Yeah, even if it's like yeah, it's like an hour, two hours, it's just wonderful. Yeah, and there's maybe other like people sort of falling out of places or whatever, like you know, but it's kind of quiet and um, yeah, also that's quite magical. I always have like a really, I think it was maybe there or maybe. Dawson Superstore, but definitely somewhere walking back to that flat in Stoke Newton when it was probably around about this time of year, actually. I must have been out <laughs> by myself, been out by myself yet again, but um, was doing that walk home and it started snowing and it was just like, I have this really clear recollection in my head of just how like magical it was. And it was just like, oh, wow, like, uh, we're in London town, you know, three in the morning, it's snowing. <laughs> Oh my dreams. And tomorrow I'll, <laughs> I'll slip on the road because no one will have yeah. salted it. <laughs> In that moment. Oh yeah, I need to enjoy the moment more. I just always like think ahead. Like the you know, the conversation that we were having about going to other people's houses, I would always be like, but ex where exactly do you live? Because is it closer to where I live or is it further uh, than to, to where it, I live? It never is. Right now? It's always like, oh yeah, no, it's just <laughs> just here. And then you're like, we've been gone for like an hour. <laughs> like, we're not there. I have no idea where I am. How am I oh, going to get yeah. home? Do yeah. I just fall asleep here and then go home in the morning or do I keep just, do I just leave? That Yeah, that's it. I, yeah. Do you just keep going because you're in you're in too deep and you have to just keep going <laughs> with other people? There. Do you leave and try? Oh. Yeah, it's a tricky one. There is that. Yeah, that's like when you. So that's when you when you pick someone up. Like yeah, when you pick someone up in a club and you go home with them. Like do you you know braid each other's hair and then it's like okay, so that's done. Should I just go to sleep? Or should I get up and go home? Like, I, that's always just it's a, a conundrum. It is a conundrum. Um, and I don't know what, what the way around that is, really. Because if you have gone somewhere and you're really far away and then you have to, like, leave, <laughs> that's yeah. a nightmare. Oh, it's your phone's died. 
fun yeah. to start. If it's like, I mean, if it's more than one <laughs> night bus, I'm just not doing it. Yeah. Like, if you have to swap over, no. But at the same time, I cannot sleep next to a stranger. Yeah. Then that's, well, and then you've got the morning, and then that's, you know, that's not fun. The awkwardness, you mean? The awkwardness in the morning. And then, and then you're trying to find your way home, like in daylight, and people are judging you because <laughs> <laughs> you were in such a hush, such a rush to leave that you didn't wash your face and yeah. didn't do anything. <laughs> and clearly, you have no idea where you are, and you're wearing a nice sparkly top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that. It was very cruisy. He's on in the toilets. And you're bringing this up only now? <laughs> you didn't ask the right question. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. So how do you know if someone's cruising you? Oh, because everyone just had their cocks out. <laughs> yeah, but they're in the toilet, so of course they are. No, but like in a, you know, not just peeing way. Please elaborate. <laughs> Basically, the urinals uh, would just kind of turn into like a um, a dark room, except in the light. <laughs> uh, and you, yeah, people just you know were helping each other out, um, you know, doing. No, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone was just standing around, wanking each other off, and then sucking each other off, basically. <laughs> In the toilets. Well, then, so what if you, like, actually needed to pee? Um, well, yeah, it was quite, like, you had to, like, quite often be like, no, I'm actually just peeing. Like, <laughs> bat, bat the hands of me type situation. But this only happens at a certain point in the evening. Or, like, like wait 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this only happened from about, you know, like, this is, like, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock. It was, like, in the last hour, clearly something just you know goes on and suddenly you sort of notice that the toilets are really busy <laughs> oh, isn't that funny it's that thing as well that you said about like you know at one point the club is empty and then like yeah 10 minutes later it's full it's like that all these people know these things mm-hmm. without it's like an unwritten rule. ever been written down it's yeah very strange and, and it's just that's... us who don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you're like oh wait no i'm peeing during the the wanking hour. <laughs> oh no! During that. Oh yes, yes, that well-known wanking hour. Um, but like the thing as well about people when they, you know, some people are like, "Oh, the club's shutting in half an hour. I have to find someone yeah. to, to go home with." Yeah, last just, last like call. just never occurred to me ever. It would just I'd just always be like, "Oh, oh, the lights are up. Oh, oh, I didn't realize it was so late." But like some people just have it like innate within them this clock telling them <laughs> so that right so, now it's time to pick up right and then so if you pick up in the last half hour you know it's a, a desperate <laughs> last attempt it doesn't make you feel good well you know <laughs> i'm not i'm not one to throw the fish back into the water <laughs> go for it you know last uh <laughs> yeah last call last orders not just for drinks <laughs> oh i see what you did there there's a lot to do <laughs> And you have to get your coat as well. It's intense. Oh, getting your coat. 
Yeah. That's stressful. No, see, this is one thing that my my inner clock does to kick in for you. Me. Leave. Like, I bet you if, leave, if leave I, to get your right. You know when to get. Yeah, yeah. Like leave, leave about ten minutes before <laughs> the club shuts. Go and get your coat because otherwise you're going to be in this long queue. But then, are you ever with people who then are like, "No, I want to keep on dancing," and you're like, "Come on!" And then do you end up being very bad and coat for them instead. Does that happen to you? Um. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not that uptight. You know, I'll just be like, okay, fine, Bye. fine. We'll stand in queue, and I'll just be passive aggressive about it. It's true. Though. You have to beat the queue, but then also quite annoying to leave the dance floor if you're in that moment. I remember the people used yeah, to leave. Yeah. I also, I can't believe I ever actually did this, but I used to leave my bag and jacket just like on the dance floor. There was like a, some stools there underneath the one of like the sort of. Um, bar things and there's just like a massive big pile of coats and jackets <laughs> and bags and I oh was, yeah and when you're like I'm not yeah. paying a pound for yeah exactly check. and I just like <laughs> like I've definitely I'm pretty sure I at least lost one jacket <laughs> during that time um, from oh, doing that but um, yeah that's gutting I know it's sad but yeah do you want to describe the jacket maybe someone's found it <laughs> handed in um it was a nice like cream number actually um, uh-huh. yeah um which also is not Button an idea zip. to leave on the floor um <laughs> it had a zip on it a little like black panel at the front um kind of like you know pinched around the waist <laughs> and the wrists do you know what i mean um yeah. <laughs> a corset okay i left my corset okay so listeners if you if you found this jacket please let us know did you ever go to east block well if you did i want to hear all about it find me on facebook twitter and instagram with the username k anderson music and tell me what you got up to You can also find out more about Ven, including his upcoming releases, by following him on Instagram. His username is VenSmith, V-E-N-N-S-M-Y-T-H. Lost Spaces is not only a podcast, but a concept record as well. I've been writing songs about queer venues and the people who used to live their lives there, and will be releasing songs over the coming year. You can hear the first single, Well Grim Boys, which is also playing underneath my talking right now on all good streaming platforms. If you liked this episode, I would really appreciate if you subscribed, left a review on Apple Podcasts, or just told someone who you think might be interested in giving it a little listen to. I am Kay Anderson, and you have been listening to Lost Spaces.